When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Evening all, welcome to Sports Unplugged. It's me and it's me, Chris Brack, and it's Kev. How you doing, my friend, Kev? Uh, bar from technical difficulties that we're experiencing at the minute. No, I'm all good, mate. Yeah, poor oh, Kev. Looking forward, to, looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, your poor laptop's just decided it wants to update an hour before the show, and it's still updated. So, yeah, poor it's... Kev, poor Kev's on his mobile. This, yeah, my laptop is kind of like my knees after a five-day week. It's... Uh, yeah, I'll call it my own pace kind of thing at the minute. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, no worries. so it is what it, it is. What it is. We'll muddle through. Yeah. Obviously, we are going to spend a lot of the show talking about the FA Cup, but in other worlds of sport, um, let's do a bit of cricket chat because big news in England cricket, uh, Brendan McCullum, ex-New Zealand batsman and captain, is now going to be the new test uh, coach, which is a, it's an interesting choice. It's a... A bit, if anyone English, a bit more of a brave choice to be honest, rather than the, the common everyday coaching. And I think it's quite an exciting appointment. I think. I think it's a great appointment, first and foremost. Anyone who's watched New Zealand over the last four or five years will have seen how they've evolved, mainly down to him and how he decided he wanted the game played. McCollum was a kind of win at all costs uh, captain, and his. His um, outlook on the game was, you know, score quick runs, take wickets, and just play aggressively. The problem I think that England have in the test arena at the minute is the quality in the side is so poor. I mean, Anderson and Broad are just so far past their best now, it's beyond a joke. And the fact that nobody's even challenged them in the last three or four years to warrant taking their place in the side yeah. tells me that, you know, the, the depth isn't there. The county system in England is shot. Um, it's needed a massive overhaul for an awful long time now. You know, the, the, the notion you still got 20, is it 18 counties? 18 counties. Split so into two, to two lots of nine. It's way yeah. too much. And the problem is it dilutes all the talent. Yeah, so we're splitting into three leagues, though, isn't it? To make it less games on the players, which is probably a good thing. Because the guys who, because um, the guys who you probably say are ch- would challenge for bowling, they're all injured. 
Yeah, the key, they're playing the too much cricket. Yeah, I think that's the thing. The other thing with Cullum is he probably he, the way he plays as a captain is probably how Stokes wants to play. So the the kind of bit of a marriage made in heaven because Stokes is a very aggressive, positive player, and I think that's what yeah. how he'll want to play. So I think they'll marry up. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it will be. I mean, I'm so far removed from it now that I don't even know who England have got coming in the summer. No, neither. Have I, yeah, so I, I haven't looked that far ahead. I mean, you're you're heading into June now, so you're gonna you're gonna probably have two test series coming up in the summer. And uh, it'll just be interesting to see how it evolves, but they have an awful lot of work. He he has his work cut out, but I'm certain he wouldn't be taking this job and putting his reputation on the line if he didn't believe that he could get something out of it. I hope he does. You know, I hope he makes because if he gets it right, they'll be fascinating to watch. They they will. They'll genuinely be aggressive batting, you know, attacking fields. They'll 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 make people want to watch, and that in itself is half the battle. You know, the downside of having the TV rights split between BT and Sky is BT getting the away series and Sky getting the home series. Fans, you know, not so much because they'll sell out test venues no matter what. But the armchair fan, the one who, the one with the kids who want to get involved in the game, if red ball cricket is to have a future in England, they need a test side that is excited, punching. Well, it, it needs to be punching at its weight in the top two or three. You know, and it's nowhere near. It's bottom of the test rankings at the minute, and that hasn't happened since probably the end of the Atherton era and the beginning of the Nasser Hussein. With you know the pre Duncan Fletcher era, you know where England were really yeah. down in the bottom, the bottom rungs of Test cricket, and that's where they are at the minute. And they, I, think I don't think I think they've won one Test match in the last eighteen yeah. months or something. It's just not on. It's not good enough. I think with Flower and Strauss took over, I think they were either bottom or second bottom. So it, it's like anything with cricket, though. They all go in cycles, a bit like football. All, yeah, it is. All, all could just yeah. go through it. And England go through a cycle where they've lost a lot of experienced big name players. And basically, the, the young players aren't ready yet. And you'll find mm. out two, three years' time. But look, enough for cricket now. It was just not. Yeah. Awesome, it, no, right, it was just it, an interesting it, one. It's, to... an interesting, it's, it's an interesting one where people go, ooh. You know, in the cricket yeah. bars, I go, oh, okay, that's that's not the obvious choice. Yeah. So, bro, what we'll do is, we'll Kevin, let's, let's have a chat about the Premier League, which is all happening on Sunday, and then we'll do the big chat yeah. about the final, because in case you didn't know it, Liverpool are another final. Brilliant, this. We should do this every year. Yeah, we it's all good at the minute, mate. We should do this every year, just keep getting to finals. It's fucking <laughs> fun, isn't it? Uh, Tom Bowling in the chat. Uh, right, Tom Bowling in the chat. Right, lads and lasses, BA tonight. Don't have teachers trying to figure out what's going on again tonight. Yeah, because we caught we caught something was going on the other night, didn't we? Never quite got to the bottom of it though, did we? Um, no, no, so we didn't. They're, we won't go to big. They're detail a bit clever in the chat. We won't go to big detail, but on all the games, some some of them will go as muddy as well. So early kickoff: Spurs against Burnley. Spurs big win against Arsenal, helped by Rob Holding just being a bit of a bell end and being. Basically, really stupid because he got himself sent off. Although there is a little bit of chat about for his first yellow, um, does seem to be a bit of a sly elbow by some, which seems to get brushed over. 
And it's not the first yes. time Son, Son has a habit of doing these sort of things, but has the reputation of being a nice lad. So it's probably an accident. We're thinking there's a lot of those accidents that happen around Son at the moment. See, I had this thing, right? And I'm probably very much in a minority. I didn't think the second one was a booking. I genuinely didn't. Because Son literally ran into him. Yes, he put his elbow I, out. It's the, it's the arm up. It's the motion up. That's it's, what did it. Where the hell was he meant to go? No, no. I think if he'd, I think if he'd stayed side on and just ran into, and ran into him, but he'd go with it. It's the fact that he, sort of he pushed his arm out. I, look, that's, I saw just, that, that's just not the game. As soon, you know as, I mean? that, as soon as I saw that, I thought, he's in trouble here. It, yeah, it, but also, Son initiated it. But also, it, he didn't need to do it because he actually could have made that look. He can make that look. Van Dyke and Matic, Matic's very good at this. Make that look a lot more clumsy when they go, I'm not giving you a second yell for a clumsy tackle. It, I, look, for me, I, for thought, me, I thought it was a red, but look, I thought Song For me, it's a, it's a, he's a brutal referee. Oh, he's, he's I did. I didn't think the penalty was a penalty. If you're giving penalties for that, then you're giving penalties at corners every game, and they're not. It's a North London derby, and with everything that's on it, the first yellow card was handbags. There was nothing in it. He was going nowhere. And the second one, I genuinely, honestly think, I, I firmly believe that Son ran into him. Hmm. And I think, holding, I, yeah, he put his arm out, but do you know what I mean? It, it, it was nothing. Looked, the penalty looked soft, but my reaction was now the annoyance was this is the same referee who didn't give a similar obstruction, a similar push on Jota, which annoyed yeah. me. Yeah. Because that, that's the lack of consistency. But trust, that's lack of consistency with referees across the whole of the league. My thing with Cedric was there is a way of leaning into a player like that and you'll get away with it. And look, you said we've seen, of course, people do it for years, but it's a way of doing it subtly. And it did look subtle. You could tell he's nowhere to look at the ball. It just looks like a jump and a barge into him. It's a bit like there's a way in my head it was naive. And I guarantee like, like it probably will get you. You may not see it again. There's eight games, nine with us this weekend, right? Yeah, I guarantee you'll see five or six of those incidents this weekend, like said, and you won't how, see you won't see a single penalty given. But it's how subtle it is. That's what I said. I think that's what we're Well, subtlety. We, the we end result know, is the same. But we've all seen it with, with snide tackles. You know, you know how to. We all know footballers. We've all played football at different levels. Mm. There is a way of fouling someone or bending the rules where you know a ref won't give it. And there's a way of doing it a bit more blatantly where they will. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so I was asking, am, am I as pumped as Sam for the women's documentary out on Sunday? I am actually, yeah. Uh, so on. Sunday at nine o'clock, uh, LFC TV and, LFC, and on the LFC Go channel, they've got a hour and a half documentary, which basically is the whole of the promotion season. And they've been filming it. There's been a camera crew there for like, every game. So a bit of behind the scenes, you know, what it's like. It's a bit like the inside Anfield, but it's like a documentary, you know, of what it's like to get promoted. So I must be, I am looking, I am looking for that. I think in the chat, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Some think it's a pen, some think it's soft. I agree with Jonathan. The red card, it did ruin the game. I think it's a red, but it is what it, it is. Something it is, something it isn't. Um, I do agree. I do think um, I, I do think Song got away with one, though. Yeah, he did. And the worst of it is VAR would have, had to, would have looked at that. And you're right in what you say about uh, Son and his clean boy image. 
you know, that will carry you so far. It, it's the same with the, uh, if you go back earlier in the season with uh, Hurricane on Robertson, yeah, yeah. it's, you have that image, oh, he's the England captain, we can't, you know, we can't well, I, do this. I Son has the image as well. Yeah. It, and I can, it, I'll tell you, Salah has it as well. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's, Salah not just, does, it's not just Son. It's not that, Manny's got away with, Manny's got away with a few of them in the past. Yeah. And back in the day, Michael Owen, when he was playing for England, because he was the big, big, big hope of England, he got away with some horror time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, I thought Arsenal were good for the first 10, 15 minutes. And then Flint and Spurs took over. Uh, I think they'll destroy Burnley. Um, the difference is Burnley will have no interest in, hold, in having the ball, uh, which, whereas Arsenal which, wanted the ball and wanted possession. But Spurs, when they had... Isn't that an issue for Spurs, though? Because that was the No, I don't think it is. I think it was on Brentford because Brentford let them have the ball and they were they were struggling then. I think that's where they've dropped when, so many when that they dropped at Burnley. Burnley had them have the ball and then looked for a breakaway. But I think the um, way that they're playing at the minute, they're they're more settled into the system now. And it hmm. that system, if you'd have put blue shirts on them, that was Conte's Chelsea. That three four three, they held the ball, they pinned them in, and when they needed to recycle it, they recycled it around the centre backs. And they were relentless with their pressure. Granted, it was against 10 men. But Arsenal still had the pace to hurt them and they didn't care. Um, They were just super confident in their ability to press them in and hold them in. Now, whether they'll be able to do that against Burnley on a quick turnaround, they've had the advantage of playing a game a week for a while now. Yeah, and Burnley good. desperate for points as well. I mean, I was watching Joe's channel the other night with the when the Leeds game was on, and we'll get to Leeds in a bit. But Burnley need something, and they need to up to one up Leeds, be it a point or three. They need something. Spurs need something. Spurs have to win. Spurs gambled with the way they played against us and getting the draw. They they could pick up six points. Beat Arsenal, pick up six points in their last two games, and Arsenal would throw it away. Yeah. You know that's a huge gamble. Well, realistically, if they, if they don't, say they draw with Burnley and Arsenal win, I think that's game over, though, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. It's, it's done. That's how close a knife edge they've left it. Yeah. So, uh, I've yeah. gone two ones. I've gone two one Spurs. Two two one surprise me, but I do think Spurs should have enough because to be fair, Son's in form, Kane's in form, Kulusevski's yeah. a very no. good player. I think that I think that that front three alone. Makes it difficult for Burnley, and Burnley are yeah. definitely Ben Me and Tarkovsky is a doubt, which is two massive players I, for them. Yeah, I've got four one Spurs. I think Spurs absolutely route them, and I can see Sun getting the golden boot as well. I just, I honestly think he was seething coming off the other night because he knows he's close and he's in the form. He's in. He's in. Son is one. Hillman Son is one of these strikers. He's a very streaky forward. Jota's like that. And he, yeah, Jota's exactly the same. They score goals in bunches, and they get once they get on a run, they'll go eight nine games and just go bang bang bang. And yeah. he's right on it at the minute. He's right in one of those runs at the right time, and it's the right time for Spurs as well. I I can see them blowing blowing Burnley away. Uh, Burnley won't be able to live with them. Yeah, my criticism with the Spurs front two, 
I can't accuse Kiel Seska this because he's always what for the door is they always do this is yeah when it's just a race for top four then they tur- then they're, they're quite dangerous but I, I still think when the pressure's on I don't see enough of it for me consistently now maybe if they have better players around them to help them out maybe that could be the reason uh, MC's asking us uh, can we touch on the media questioning Salah when Salah said he was the best in his position that interview was four months ago why people why people onto him chatting? Um, uh, probably because he's in, he, he's not in the same goal scoring form. And what drives clicks? Certain players, certain clubs, and because he's in a bit of bit of poor form, I can't see something was like, that is was done about Harry Kane when he he was he didn't score. I was it 10, 10, 12 games we the season. He didn't, he didn't score. Mm. He went wild about scoring. It is what it is. But it's just people like to jump on the bandwagon. You know, there and is I, that. I, but I think I, when it comes to more Salah. And I've seen it now with interviews and post-match interviews that he does. He's too honest for his own good. Mm. And he can say that this season because he is the best right winger in world football at the minute. Yeah. He couldn't say it. He couldn't say it last year. And he couldn't say it for any other year going as long as Lionel Messi was playing right wing and he was at Barcelona. But he can say it this year. Yeah. And I, that's I prefer, fine, having that belief. I prefer it, though. But, I, prefer, I prefer a player to be, not arrogant, but confident in their ability and say, yeah, I, I want this year. I want Real Madrid. I want to score 40 goals a season. I want to win the Champions League. That's what yeah. I want to do. You want to hear that. It, yeah. It's better than stock answers. It, you've got to get the balance right. You can't be doing it every week. And I think the only way with Salah is, it drives impact is, he doesn't do loads of interviews. He's talking a bit more recently than he does normally. Like, you know, that BT interview after they got to the Champions League final, doesn't normally talk. You know, they don't put Henderson or so like that. So the fact that he did it, it was so open, I thought, oh, that's good. You know, it's yeah, it's a bit. You he's, like only, he's, he's, he's only saying what everyone else is thinking. Yeah. We were all the same. We we were doing pods saying, yeah, we play Man City all the time. You know, want to play Real Madrid. And it's yeah. not, for me, it's not to do with Kiev. It's, you want to play Real Madrid in the Champions League final? It is. If you have to Champions League final, you want to play a European side. Ideally, I I, I hate um, same country finals. Most of them are crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the job of the AC Milan Juventus one is one of the most crappiest finals I've seen. I mean, like mm. the Madrid ones or the Bridge one was probably the best one because they ate each other. And you know, there's going to be a scrap at some point. But in general, yeah. clubs. Yeah, you know, I'm sure someone in the chat will correct me in a minute. But I'm a bit like. Yeah, I prefer also countries. That's why I didn't want Spurs in the final. I wanted Ajax. Mm-hmm. Also, because we haven't played Ajax since the seventies. So I was like, well, that'd be cool. That's something different. You know, yeah. It was, think, it's think, one of those things. You don't get many. You don't get many one city finals. No, you do. And even you don't get too many rival finals. No, you don't. But I, I mean so. the only thing I say about Salah is when he he's very carefree when he does an interview. And he's not guarded, which is, in some ways, it's a positive because what you're getting is what the player really thinks. Mm. But you know that there are going to be publishers and editors are going to hold stuff back from an interview did four months ago to release it when the timing is absolutely right to maximise their best, their sales. And nothing, we've said it, and I've said it umpteen times in there, Nothing generates a story or nothing generates clicks like a Liverpool link, you know. Uh, and but Mo Salah is right on what he says, 
he is the best right winger in world football. That's not up for debate this season. But at the same time, when that is thrown back at you, when you're in a run where you're in a bit of a rut in front of goal, that becomes uh, an issue then the club has to deal with in a press conference that you shouldn't have to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know you mean. Uh, Red Steve says, hit the like button or you're a secret Chelsea fan. I mean, you... Is it like you were hitting Pep's bald head? That's what you want to do. <laughs> no, you might bring a computer doing that. No, uh, the other thing, no, I've done that. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we know that. Before we go back to predictions, the other thing that chaps about, I think some rival fans, have, or even some of our own fans, have misconstrued us saying we don't want City because uh, misconstrued us, we think Real Madrid's easier. You're like, no, we don't think Real Madrid's easier. We just would prefer it. Oh, listen, City are a better side than Real Madrid. But it doesn't mean rounded shite. It just means rounded out a, a little bit. I'll tell you one thing that Real Madrid have that Man City don't have is know how they have no. They have an ability to win games that are difficult. When things aren't going going well for you, they have a stickability about them. The um, Man City and a lot of sides don't, you know. Madrid, to their credit, can stay can stay in games, and that experience, that know how that they have in midfield and up front, it gets you a long, long way. They're in the middle of a rebuild, and they've just won the league at a canter. And, you know, and I know Barcelona are struggling, and I know Atleti are not the Atleti that they were before. But credit where it's due, Real Madrid walked the Spanish league. And they did and it. Also, at, they did it at a canter, and they're in the Champions League final. What the hell three, are you meant to do? And in all three knockout rounds, they've come from behind. PSG. And look at the sizes they've beaten. PSG, Chelsea, City. It's not like they've had an easy run. You no. Know, and, they, and all three of them, they come from behind. And Fair the beauty enough. is that we'll be able to do a preview of that final as well. Yet another final that we're in. Yes, yes, so far. Anyway, back to football. We'll yeah. do a quick score on this one. Villa sure Palace. Way. I've got two. I've got two on Villa only because they're at home. Three uh, one. Um, one question there. What do you think of the Coutinho signing for them? Good for them. I think because they need. They want to. They want to put. Basically, they want to do what West Ham are doing. They want to get themselves into Europa League football. So they've got a proven European player who, who can get a team to that. So that's what we'll. That's what we'll do. I think mm. for Coutinho. And look, look, some of the fans won't like to hear this. That's probably his level now. Is a Europa League chasing side. He's not the player. He, he's just not the player he was. He's still very, very good. He can still hurt you. Doesn't I don't think he'd do it consistently. And it's whether his body will hold out because that's one thing he has struggled with since he left Liverpool. Is lawful association. If you're a Villa fan, you've got to be happy with that. And the price they yeah. got him for is buttons. You know. Yeah. No. I. Th- I think. I think. It's, I- I'm the same. I think Villa this summer for Gerard and Villa is huge. And I think they'll be busy. Mm. But I think the expectation levels next season go up. And I think the Villa fans will be expecting to be challenging for European spots next if next it, season. If they don't get to your if they don't get a European spot next year, he's uh, Gerard's got gonna be in Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Question. I think he's in trouble. And I think but I think rightly so then, because I think that's like, we'll give you your squad you want, continue as a start, we expect European football next year. That's, that's, yeah. that's the remit. To be fair to Gerard, that's probably what he wants. 
you know. So. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be interesting to see how it goes with them because I was impressed with the way they played against us the other night because they gave it a proper go. They were yeah. they we we had to work for it. Now we'll get on to us when we talk about the uh, cup final, but they gave us a proper proper game. And credit where it's due. I, I was really impressed with parts of Billet's game. Okay. Leeds against Brighton. Leeds, man. They're just a car crash, aren't they? That injury injury that, that red card and James, that was a shit house tackle. That was. That, that was a doctor one. As soon as you threw in, you thought because I saw a lot of the reaction to this, how is that ever a red card? You can see straight away it's the follow through, of course. And you saw the first rate, you saw his ankle bent over, you're like, look at the yeah. his ankle. As it, as it, soon as you saw the replay, you're like, you even Joe on his chat, because I was on his chat when that happened, and I said, "There's no, there's just no way." And I saw the replay. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Uh, I mean, and when you saw how high up it was, yeah. I thought. And the first thing to his credit, Joe said, "Yeah, that's a red. Yeah, know, that's a red card." And there's no arguing. He he knocked back the people that were in the chat. He. Yard and Leeds fan, and by five minutes, after five minutes, they were sat there. Yeah, bloody hell, that was that was a nasty one. But that's that's, that's costly now because that's Aileen. Was Aileen a straight red as well? <laughs> well, definitely. Well, that's Dan James's season over anyway. It is, yeah. You know, the problem with Leeds is they're running out of players. To their their biggest issue at the minute is uh, Bamford. Has, ne- has never been right all season. Mm. And without him, they don't have a striker who can hold the ball up to bring everyone else in. Yeah. And when you don't have that, Rodrigo has played up front for Spain, and but he's just not that... He's not that player. No, he's, he's, he's not, not he's a centre-forward. He's not a striker. He's a 10. And there's, a, there's too many players there that are... Not on the beach, but are looking up, looking away, and looking to get moves. And yeah. I mean, the thing is, for Leeds and and Burnley, all it's going to take is one of those two to better the other one's result on a weekend to make something happen. Mm. And Brighton don't travel well. Yeah. Brighton are one of those. They're such a hit and miss side. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That um, you don't know what to get. I've got it down as a two-two draw. I've because got two, I've got a two-one leads because it's at home. Uh, yeah, I think the Leeds Bright- crowd could. And Brighton's away record. The big game for Leeds, and I've I've only just discovered this is Brentford next week. They absolutely yeah. hate each other. They really they hate do, each yeah. Other. Because they of when they were in the Championship, they had proper ding dongs and League One together. And Leeds have always viewed Brentford as a bit of a bogey side. So it's, yeah. Palace, it's a real like, a bit like when you find out Crystal Palace Bright, Brighton ate each other, and you're like, oh, that's an odd one. But the, yeah, yeah, and then you look into it and it's, and yeah, it's, it's real. Yeah, it's real. It's real. Yeah. So, so actually, you know, Leeds Brent. I mean, listen, Brentford could actually 
relegate Leeds. Can you imagine? You know, that could be a, could a do, spicy, yeah. That could be a spicy game. That so, I look forward to previewing that next week. Um, well, uh, yeah, I've got unless... it down as a two-two. Um, I think they'll get. I think they'll better Burnley's result this weekend. Let's put it that way. Uh, whether that's going to be enough to keep them up, I don't know. Yeah, but I think if they go down, the rebuild is. I I hope they stick with Jesse Marsh, but I think it'll be difficult for them to mm-hmm. do it. I think they'll struggle to. I think Leeds will struggle. I think the Leeds board will struggle to keep him because I don't think the fan base were ever going to buy into someone who's replaced Bielsa. No, it's a hard act to follow, especially if it doesn't go right at the start. No. And we will hear the if you kept Bielsa, you'd have stayed up. I'm not convinced. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, the, the goal difference is there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll gloss over it's the one thing Jesse. It's the one thing Jesse Marsh has made them. They might not be winning games or knocking up points, they're more difficult to score against. They're not conceding as many as they were. But that's not scoring, so they have serious issues now. Yeah. So next game, uh, relegated Watford against Leicester. I've just gone 2 0 Leicester because Watford is shit. Yeah, 3 <laughs> 1. Um, Roy's last home game, I think. Yeah. wonder if he'll upload the fans this time. Well, they are quite far away, Kev. So, you know, you, you've got to remember, you know, when the fans are that far away and they're already relegated, yeah. why bother? But he's a, but yeah. he's a lovely gentleman, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, three one Leicester. They'll cruise that. Wolves against relegated Norwich. I've gone three 0 Wolves because Norwich are also dreadful. <laughs> what have you got, Kevford? Uh, I, w- I went two 0 two 0 Wolves. I didn't think Wolves were bad going forward against City. It's just defensively they were a sack of shit. Yeah, Kevball yeah, said they were. Go- should be all over. We should be all over Calvin Phillips if they're going down the summer. Not for me. He's he's permanently injured this season. I like Calvin Phillips, but I would. I'm the same. I really would worry about the injuries that he sustained this season. Mm. I have a feeling he could end up at West Ham. Might see some as Declan Rice's replacement. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, the Ev against Inform Brentford. Uh, I got uh, two on Brentford, despite the fact that Everton's home record decent. Brentford just seemed to be in that finding the way at the moment. Now, if you'd asked me this six weeks ago, I'd have just said Everton will batter Brentford because they're just dropping like a stone. But they're just brilliant. they're just really good to watch again. Brentford at the moment, Ericsson's pulling yeah. the strings. Ivan Tony and oh, I forget the last and Buemo. and Buemo just cause problems. So yeah, I, I went the to... I went the other way. I went to an Everton. I just think they've found form at the right time. They've found that way of playing that um, will get them over the line and the home record. I think that'll be enough to keep them safe and then they can go back to being their normal selves at the last game of the season. So Monday night game, we've got Newcastle at home to Arsenal. Arsenal struggle for centre-backs now. Rob Holden suspended. Gabriel has got a suspected hamstring injury. And despite being down to 10 men, Ben White never came off the bench because apparently he's not trained all week. So and now we assume Ben White's going to play against Newcastle. Uh, so a bit of a kick in the teeth for Arsenal because actually been in decent form and picking us. But to be fair to Arsenal, they they do normally do well against mid mid table and below. It's just whether they're running yeah. defenders. I no, I think I've got a two one Arsenal for this week. 
I got three one. I think they'll play Tomiyasu and Ben White in the middle of the park. Okay. I mean, the thing is, Tomiyasu is a centre back, mm. and he was a, a centre back at Bologna in the back three. And Arsenal have been playing him as a right back, but he's done well, though, to be fair. Yeah, he he has. I I've always had a soft spot for Arsenal. Now, ever since I was a kid, growing up, they were always there, thereabouts. And there was an awful lot of Irish players that were playing at Arsenal. So they were always in the news over here in the early, mid-80s especially. And um, I, hope they, I hope they get top four. Because I think if they don't, then they won't get top four for a while. This is their yeah. best chance. I think Europa I- League will kill them. At least if they will. get into the Champions League, they can, I like what they've done. I like what Edu is doing with the way he's buying and the type of players he's buying and the age range of the players that he's buying. I think they're building along similar lines to what we did, where you're buying them young for a progression plan to play a certain system for three or four years. But they need to get this one over the line. I think they'll beat Newcastle, I think, 3-1. But it's one of those games that if Newcastle pulled one out of the bag, wouldn't shock me. Mm-hmm. But Arsenal have to get a win. And the other Premier League game of the weekend, West Ham, last home game of the season for Kevin Noble, uh, for Mark Noble, not Kevin Noble. Mark Noble, yeah. Well, no, Kevin Noble retired ages ago. In case you know. <laughs> uh, and, and Man City, who got an impressive five-point win away at Wolves. Uh, at 3-1, Wolves, Wolves had the chances at 3-1, but look, Kevin De Bruyne at hat-trick, it was just different levels, um, which Kevin De Bruyne is really good. Do yeah, you give West Ham any hope? Now West no. Ham need the no. I mean, West Ham need the points to guarantee European football for next year. They're just not good enough. I think City, mm. City are they're hitting three goals a game minimum for fun now. They they've just hit. We all hope that the loss to Madrid would hit them mentally. It hasn't. Yeah, it's 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 galvanised them. Well, we said you we know, said that they, we said that the week after saying it does one of two things: either galvanise or they collapse. In the past, it yeah. has affected. To be fair to City, the likes of your Kevin De Bruyne have just gone. No, we're, we're making sure we're getting the league. Fair play. Yeah. I think Look, people up, could. People can dis yeah. People can dis me in the chat all they like, and I I couldn't care less what anyone thinks. Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the Premier League this season, and I don't think it's even close. I don't think the discussion is that close at all. He is an absolute phenomenal footballer, and I think that he drags that side to be what they are. I- he they're not anywhere near close to the same side when he's not in it. When he's not in that Man City side, they look they look beatable. They look nervous and twitchy. And yeah, they win games. I just Not think human. that he's they yeah. Look, I just look, think that he's 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 an exceptional footballer. Is do you think the reason he doesn't get as much credit sometimes as other players is? And look, City fans are like this. And look, it's a little it's a little podcast, so you know what do you expect me to say. But yeah. The most most Salah has scored in like in European finals. The Gerrards of the past scored in European finals. United greats have scored in European finals. I do wonder if it's that sort of stage people are waiting for him to do. Like to be honest, I thought that when they got Chelsea in the finals of the year, I thought this is where De Bruyne will just 
will be the difference. And unfortunately, yeah. injured. Uh, yeah. But I do wonder is that the is that the thing that perhaps if he did that, people go, what more? What more can you? What more can he do? I do Look, I honestly question mark over him. I honestly think that Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best centre midfielders to play in the Premier League. Full stop. I would put him in the discussion with your Yaya Torres, with your Patrick Vieira's, Roy Keane, Steven Gerrard. He's he's in that conversation. And if you're in that conversation, then you're in the conversation for a player of the year. Okay. They're going to win the league for the fourth time in five years. And the thing is for him, and it's unfortunate that I think if he was playing for Real Madrid, or if he was playing for PSG or Juventus or Bayern Munich, he'd get a lot more credit than what he ever will get playing for Petro FC. That's definitely a factor. Um, I mean, a few in the chat are saying, is it not because Salah was brilliant in the first part of the season but but has dropped off, whereas Kevin De Bruyne's done the flip? Yeah. Amazing first part, but recency bias. Everyone goes, but he's been brilliant. Now you can argue he's brilliant at the business end of the season. It's, no, the thing is, it, dep- it depends on what you define as brilliant because you look at what he's asked. To- if you're a centre midfielder, you're not expected to be bracketing goals, even assists. You're you're one of a three a three man midfield, but he is head and shoulders above every midfielder in the Premier League because he can do he can do the passing game, but he's got the power game as well. The thing is with Salah and, and, and any forward, any forward who's in the... I mean, just quickly chat about it a sec. The Player of the Year nominations came out today, okay? Oh, you know, Salah, KDB, Cancelo, Trent, Bowen, Saka, Son and Warprouse are the nominations, okay? Now, if you're looking over the calendar year, Salah and KDB are in a league of their own. Cancelo and Trent... Toss up for the two best fullbacks in the league. I think Trent edges them out. Um, I, think, I think Matip's very unlucky. But I mean, centre backs don't win. Yeah, centre backs don't win. Don't win very often. I think John Terry's no. won it once. I think Van Dyke as well. But Joey, you know it's very rare. But I think I think centre back wise, I think Van uh, Matip's been the best centre back this year. Yeah, I think if you're, I think if you're looking for centre backs, I've, I've seen the Liverpool fans talking about Matip and. You know Virgil and what have you, but if you're a centre back, even when Cannavaro won the Player of the Year, the Ballon d'Or, you're having an exceptional year. Do you know what I mean? You are the one who's grabbing the headlines. You are the dominant player in the league, mm. and I don't think any of the centre backs in the league this season has been the dominant one. Mm. Kevin- like Matip and Virgil have been very, very good this season. Kev Balls makes a good point. Said, to be fair, Rodri and Allison should have been nominated. Uh, to be fair, I mean, Rodri's uh, Rodri's very underrated, isn't he? Yes, he I'll be fair. I I was very critical of Rodri when he first came because I always felt you could get behind him because I, I didn't think he was he had the alert defensive alertness that Fernandinho had, but he's just gone on levels yeah. and levels and levels. He's probably better pass yeah. the ball than Fernandinho as well. And look, we've seen Allison. Look, we know, and people will bring up the odd mistakes. He's made in games, which do happen. Look, all keepers do it, but he's saved somebody's back. I mean, he's got the most one-on-one saves in the 
in the league, hasn't he? And, and defending all league. five leagues, I think. Yeah, you know. But I so. think if a goal, if if Allison was to be nominated, I think he'd have had to surpass Peter Cech's uh, clean sheet record, which he can't do now. So, which yeah, he can't get it now. But I wouldn't. I'm not arguing with the players who are nominated. I think Bowen's been exceptional this season for West Ham. Yes, Bear in yes. mind the the volume of games he's played. Sack has been very good. Son has been excellent for for Spurs. Son is the only reason the Spurs are in a conversation for the top four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just not question. And I think Ward Prowse is best of the rest. When you're looking yeah. at the, the the rest of the league. You know, they're always going to get. You're always going to get a nomination for a player who's from an unfashionable team, who's been the main man, yeah. and his set pieces. His set pieces. You've often commented on it that he would be an interesting signing for us. Yeah. If we could sport. convert him into a right back, and maybe move Trent into midfield. Oh, the, give you give you the option. Give you the option because that. All right, but uh, most fullback. So most fullback. I mean, City did it with Delph. They turned Delph into a left back. Yeah, because you spend so much time in the opposition's half. Unless you're playing like an elite side, you get away with it a little bit. But I also felt yeah, like Prowse, he could just be a bit of a younger James Milner. Not to, he's not yeah. quite James Milner's level, but you know what I mean, he could play anywhere in midfield. He could cover at fullback if need be. And I've always said the big. The big thing we've never replaced when we got rid of Coutinho is if we have a free kick 25, 30 yards from goal, Trent scored the odd one, but I don't look and go like, mm, I'm like, oh, hopefully we might do something. Whereas when it was yeah. Coutinho, no, I agree. when we had Gerard, you know, or Red, Jamie Redknapp, who I'm very critical of, but those sort of players, you went, he worked the keeper. You just felt like he worked mm. the keeper. You know, like when Kevin De Bruyne gets a free kick 25 yards goal, you're thinking, Fuck me, he's gonna work the keeper here. I hope the keeper's who, you know, who would you who who be your one, two, three? And who do you think will be the one, two, three? For free kick takers. No, well, for player of the year. Player of the year. Uh I think one and two, it's either going De Bruyne or or Salah. I think if De Bruyne get it, it tends to if you win the league, you tend that also tends to be a factor. So if I go De Bruyne, Salah. Probably Son will get third. That'd be probably the top three, I think. Yeah. Listen, I think Salah wins it. But I think Salah wins it based on his all-around contribution over the season, his goals and assists. Possibly. But I think it would be harsh on De Bruyne, personally. It's it's splitting hairs. I think it's them two and then thirds. Thirds a comfortable third, if you know what I mean. I I actually think think it's... I think it's third son, and then I think it's quite a bit below before you get to fourth. I think an outside fourth. shout, actually. I honestly wouldn't be a bit surprised if Cancelo get the top three. I think ever since he's moved to when he plays when he's moved to left back. Yeah, there's a lot of City fans saying he's he's been brilliant. very good this season. They're very critical of him as a right back. I don't. Know yeah, they, they are. Aren't they? It's, it's a, some seem to accuse him of it's a bit too easy for him, mm. and some were saying you know. You know, he doesn't see the runs. It's a, some sort of say, Kev. It's like the it's like the forward vanishes past him, and that's it. Then, so yeah. speaking of vanish, did you know, Kev? Uh, when your browser in incognito mode, it doesn't actually protect your privacy uh, without lying. any added security. So, what you need what you need, mate, is IP vanish uh, as a VPN. 
so you're truly private and secure on the internet. This will protect everything because all your data is 100% encrypted. This means that all your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more is completely shielded from unwanted hands. IP Vanish you can use uh, on any device, computers, tablets, phones, and it doesn't affect your speed. You can also use it on Fire Stick with streaming uh, capabilities, and you can use it at home or in public. So for trippers, you can get 70% off their yearly plan, so that, and you also get a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you're basically getting nine months for free. And these guys are rated 4.6 out of 5 from Trustpilot. So if you want to take up the offer, go to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers, and all the details are in the description below. There we go. Much, much smoother than last time, that one. Very smooth, mate. Very smooth. You're getting good at this. I should, pre- I, should, I should be a presenter at some point, but never mind. Yeah, don't, right. let's not get carried away. You're no let's Mark Goldbridge. Away. You're no Mark Goldbridge. Talksport aren't calling you. I'm no Mark. Did you see that? Did you see that? And do you know what? Fair play to the guy. He's funny. I was too fair to him. He's I think he's very I think good. The difference is... He's very is, good at what he does. It's the character. But it, it's, uh, it's like everyone's in on the joke. So we all know yeah, he's yeah. a bit of a character. But actually, he's, to be fair to him, he's footy insight when you take him off Man United. And look, we all yeah. have our biases. If you try to take me off Liverpool, you know, his footy insight's really good, actually. You know, and yeah. so... Listen, I think he's, t- he's starting a slot on TalkSport at 10pm on Friday nights. I mean, yeah, in fairness, he's got competition, you know. <laughs> well, you know, you know what, what would you rather do, eh? But, you know, so before exactly. we talk FA Cup, let's talk Betmate, because they have got a pot for tomorrow and there's a potential prize of up to £500. So, you know. Oh. Kev. So, come on, Kev. Let's pick a team. Let's try and actually win, which would be quite nice if we can. So, goalie then. Do you want Alisson or are you going to go Mendy or are you going to go Kepa? I've ch- I've got the current... I've got the new... Um, I've actually got the official FA Cup programme. There is no mention of Kepa being a penalty specialist in this one like there was in the League Cup one. Which became quite iconic. No, Allison and goal. Allison and goal. All right then. Mendy on the bench. Mendy on the bench. Okay. Right. Are we going two defenders? Two so defenders. do we go? So do we go attacking fullbacks, Reese James, Trent, or do we go centre back, Van Dijk, Silva, Rudiger? To be fair, who normally has good games against Liverpool, Joel Matip. <laughs> If he plays, I go with Trent. I want to go with Alonso, but I won't. Okay. Um, I I'm gonna go with Kanate. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And the reason I would have gone with Alonso is because of his dead ball. And because he's mm. got a rasper of a shot, but I be, got us. You got a feeling Kanata's going to start there. I got a feeling Kanata starts, and if he starts, yeah. I think he's a powerhouse in the in the opponent's box. Fair enough. Interesting. Uh, so, who do you want on the bench? Then? Do you want Alonso on the bench, or do you want Rudiger on the bench? Or that? Or to fair, Reece James is the other option. Yeah, I'd have Reece James on the bench. He's James on the bench. Okay. Yeah, because if Kanata doesn't start, I've got look, Reese James is a serious threat. Midfield. I think you have to put I think Tiago's the key one for us. I yeah, think he'll get Tiago. 
I think can say for them. But the other option is Mason no. Mount, who plays very well against us. Yeah. Mason Mount for the for them and Thiago for us. Okay. I and think then... Chelsea have got a serious, serious problem. We'll come to that. Don't spoil uh, that. Think... We'll, come, we'll, we'll come to that. Yeah. Don't spoil that. Don't spoil that. Uh yeah. your front two. This is going to be interesting because uh, front two, more. Sadio, man, the man of, the and man of how the much? Moment. How much is in the pot? What do you mean? Sorry, how much is in the pot? How much can we win? To win. Uh, let me just check. Uh, he said five hundred, but I think that's there. You go two hundred quid if you come first, fifty quid if you come fourth, which is the lowest one you can get. Okay, Sadio and Diaz. Diaz. Do you think yeah. he'll start? Yeah. Okay. Right. So we've got one, two, done that. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, three, four, five, six. Well, six Liverpool players. So we need a Chelsea midfielder for the bench and a Chelsea forward for the bench. Chelsea midfielder, uh, Jorginho. Jorginho. Uh, Chelsea forward? Havertz. Or is Havertz listed as a midfielder? Havertz listed as a midfielder. So you've got. So you've basically got I'll go Havertz instead of Jorginho. Uh, Werner. One second, let me go there. Uh, Havertz there. And you want Werner? Werner, yeah. Okay. And who do you want as your captain? Thiago. And your vice captain? Trent. Trent as your vice captain. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Save that. And that's our and that's our team. Chris, yes, can you give me two minutes, mate? I'll be straight back. Okay, he's he's added up for me All already. Right. So I, no, I'm going to try and sort out my stuff, and I'll be back in a couple of minutes. That's all right. Me and the chat, right. me, and, me and the chat, will keep, we'll get to know each other better. All right, right. Norris, see you in a bit. In a bit. Right. So, just to give you a bit of an update on the FA Cup situation with Chelsea. Chelsea current record in the FA Cup uh, in domestic cups is. They've lost the last five in a row at Wembley, which I must admit, when I read that stat, surprised me. They've actually lost the last two FA Cup finals. They've lost to Arsenal and they've lost to Leicester, which does surprise me because Tommy Tuchel does have a good record in Cups. Um, so they're aiming to on making three in a row. The big loss for Liverpool is no Fabinho. Now, the good news is Klopp seems pretty confident he's going to be fit for the Champions League final, so that's a big plus. So, from your guys' point of view, um, let me know what, what are your starting lineups and you know who are the big threats to win it for Liverpool and who are you concerned about, worried about in terms of um, Chelsea? You know, who, who you worried about? I mean, look, the two for me is Havertz just seems to be the player who just turns up in finals and Mason Mount is just an excellent player and does really, really well. He's done really well against Liverpool recently. And the other one is, everyone knows him, is Kante who cannot play for six months, but then will just appear against Liverpool. And he's always brilliant. He's an absolute cracking player there. Uh, someone's put the sun, someone standing behind my door. Chris Pratt is not. It's, it's a tree. So don't worry about it. There's nobody standing behind me. If they are, we're doing a stream on my own. So if you're saying Diaz needs to be a captain, he, he's going to he's gonna bag a hat-trick. Okay, interesting. I've seen a few shouts saying that Diaz might not start. We might go with Jota and use Diaz as the impact sub for the last... Half an hour, 40 minutes against tiring legs. Plus, there is the risk, there is a chance we could go 120 minutes because three games now against Chelsea 1 1, 2 2, and then 0 0 in the final. And, um, you know, they ultimately kept Keller's winning penalty, which was great. 
Um, oh, Dan Austin saying, I look weirdly younger younger with that trim. Yeah, they'll finally shave the beard. don't know if it's a good thing or not, but, you know, you can see my ugly fat face now. So thanks for that, though. Very nice. Cool. Right, let's see. Half expected Kev to sh- show us his candles. Oh, he's- <laughs> right, a few saying Diaz to start. So come on, give us your lineups. What do we think? Who, who we think will start? Who do you think will start out of Matip and Canate? Because Matip started the last final. He did a full 90. I'm looking to have his goal disallowed. Uh, but then as soon as they brought Lukaku on for extra time, Canate was on. So Canate gives you the pace. He gives you the, the power. You know, he's, he's been a real set piece um, specialist for us. Matip's got the experience and Matip is very good against low blocks in terms of bringing the ball out, you know, when he goes for one of his many runs, you know, which tends to set things up. Uh, Ashley, five subs will be key, especially given the history of recent draws. I do think that's bang on. So again, that's going to be the interesting one is who we got to hold back. Because it will, this is why I'm saying the Diaz thing might, might not start because maybe they're thinking 120 minutes, five subs. He could be, he could be an ideal impact player. Firmino, I think, will be an impact player. So, Kev Ball's going with Allison in goal, Trent Matip, Van Dyke Robertson, Henson, Thiago, Naby, and then Diaz, Mane, Salah. But that, from what I've seen, looks to be the coach. Well, someone said I look 20 years younger. God, imagine that. I'll be 19 again. Ooh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Never mind. Uh, Jonathan's put, room on Twitter is Canati starts, and we all know we can trust Twitter. Well, it's a nice debate because... Whichever one starts, I'm not particularly fussed, as in the because they both played really well for us and they both give us different things. I do wonder with Matip, you know, turnaround of Tuesday to Saturday should be enough for him to play another game. It's just a question of is is Canate's place and Canate, I think, has played every round of the FA Cup, so maybe this is his tournament. Um, so maybe, but then I do wonder is Canate going to be held back for the Champions League while he doesn't have Matip's experience, his pace at with a Vinicius, or the threat of Vinicius could be interesting as well. Uh, MC, so rumor has it Thiago starts, and I, 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 oh dear. Well, yeah, look, I mean, also every time we played Chelsea, shit, Thiago actually has never featured. No, unfortunately, you know, we we know what happened in in the cup game, but that that's the interesting thing for Chelsea. They've never faced Liverpool with Thiago, and you know the passing ability and defensive cover he gives for us. So. While it's a blow not having Fabinho, you know the fact we're going to have Thiago against Chelsea for the first time this season will be will be interesting to see how they how they cope with him. You know, that's probably one thing he could help us with, which is keeping hold of the ball. And I think that's also why Chelsea had so much joy in the first half against Liverpool, whilst we had to make a change so late and cater new what twenty minutes for kickoff. Right, you're playing, so I do wonder if that's going to also be a factor. So let's see. Uh... Oh, yeah. Let's hope this time we don't lose anyone in the wall. Yes, let's 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 hope for that. Oh, you're back. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, no, oh. apologise for everything tonight because my um, my laptop has been playing up all night long, so I've been going off my phone as you'd have seen. So managed to get this thing up and running again. So thanks to Chris. Thanks to Chris for covering me up. Covering up for me as uh, best he could tonight has been appreciated. Again, I apologize to everyone in the chat. It's all right, careful. Dock your wages, don't worry. <laughs> wages, he says. Wages, he says. <laughs> oh, dear. Gotta, gotta laugh, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, seen a few saying Matip, Matip in a six. 
as he did in Schalke. Oh, God, I couldn't see that. What? Fire. what the hell did I miss? What have you been doing? Nothing, nothing. Let's well, just ask people what do they think. <laughs> oh, so, six. Might have been a six. I think those days are long gone. So we've been a debate. So a lot of rumours on social media is Canate starts over Matip. Yeah. And we sort of say, I was a bit like, there's an argument for both. Because yeah. they provide different things. Canati has played, I think, every round of the FA Cup. He's do- he gives us an option from set pieces. Um, you know, his pace, you know, especially if they decide to say this, they start with Werner, gives us what yeah. we need. But my tip is the other way is it gives us the experience. And as we were talking the Tottenham game where we didn't start him, is if someone it's a tight side say stays deep, he bring he's very good at bringing the ball out, opening the play up, you know, with his you yeah. know. Bilbo Baggins wonders, which are which are what we need. So it's a bit of a hot, it's a bit of a like I'm quite relaxed which one we go with. Yeah. Uh I that's know you the think, one you, that's the one position. Canate, yeah, I think Kanata starts, but it's the only position on the pitch where when I look at the lineup and ah oh, Grant, I'm not bothered. I mm-hmm. if Joe Matip starts tomorrow, I'm delighted because I I love him. You know, so I think that because I think Werner starts, okay, then, which would make sense for them for Canati. Yeah, MC. I tell you what, my son. Yeah, I, I no, no. Because the, the interesting thing was the interesting thing is if Chelsea lined up the way they did in the League Cup final, which was Havertz as the nine with yeah. two tens behind him, Matic was brilliant controlling that. Well, as as, and partly because we, we did 90 and it was going to extra time. As soon as Lukaku came on, Canati was on then for yeah, the pace yeah. and the physicality. So I did wonder, and I've seen a few Chelsea fans saying, if you're going to use Lukaku, you have to start him because they think he's a better starter than as a bench option. Which is an he's interesting been, way. He's been playing, but he's given Tuchel a, he's given Tuchel a headache with his form recently. But I don't think Chelsea have played anyone. You know, they, they've beaten who they're supposed to beat. So, yeah, uh, Lukaku's in a bit of form, but his agent is also out chatting about um, how we're going to talk at the end of the season and all options are open and maybe he's looking for the exit door. Who's going to take, who would take him? I don't know. But Owen Burke there, Harvey Elliott hasn't hasn't had the impact we hope for this season since his injury. True. I think there's other issues there with um, with Harvey, so we'll see what happens with him next season. He's also only 18 as well, so exactly. And I think at this end of the season, look, I'm not, I look, I know he gets pelters, and I don't think he deserves a lot of the stick he gets. But someone's is- going to have to educate me here because Sonny Kang is talking about. Uh, sorry, he's a bit late for the show. Well, shame on you. Um, have two good comments been discussed? What comments are these? Absolutely no idea. So hopefully, I've not put up to hopefully Sonny can put them in the chat and we can yeah, discuss them because I actually don't know really about well. them. Um, so yeah, um, to, be, to give his credit, Jones lost his, spate, lost his place to Elliot, and I mean he was nowhere near the League Cup final yeah. squad. Uh, but to be fair to Jones, he's pushed Chamberlain down the order again. Yeah, and he's now jumped ahead of Harvey Elliot. And do you know what, against Villa, I thought he did fine. I thought he was a bit shaky the OP 20 minutes, but I'll be quite frankly, the whole freaking team was. So, you know, I can't, you can't blame that. Him. What he did give us was a progressive dribbling, um, which did good link and did some good link play. My only criticism, I think Yumi was saying this in uh, when we were watching, talking on WhatsApp, was 
he's probably just gone a little too safe. It's almost like he's been told to be a bit more of a one out and just recycle it. And yeah. I think he's just gone a little bit too safe from what he used to is. I think, you know, he just needs to get the balance right. But again, he's 21. You know, not many lads are, you know, demanding Knocking it. On. That sort of thing at 20 at 21. But yeah. if they are, um, they're a Kevin De Bruyne level player. And, you know, not every guy, not if you're all, not everyone's a superstar at 21. So I think I'm, I'm getting a feel from the chat the, about uh, Tommy Tuchel's comments. They're basically agreeing with Pep uh, that everyone wants us to win. Uh, I'll tell you what, there may be a grain of truth in that for a certain section of the fan bases of other clubs that look mm-hmm. at Chelsea and the issues they have with their owners and look at Man City and the issues with their owners. And there's going to be a certain section of fan bases across every club that are looking at those that ownership model and thinking, we don't like that. Across the board, I think that there's going to be fan channels who want us to lose everything because they can't live with a summer of us ripping the mickey out of them. And there's definitely a truth to that. As you well. know, there is there's a, there's a greenish truth with everything there. You know, well, this isn't, and people always construe us as Liverpool fans saying they're safe in football. I'm not saying this at all. What I'm saying is. City winning the league, everyone shrugs and goes, well, what are you going to do? City are backed by a state. They're super rich. They've got Pep Guardiola. What are you going to do? You know, it's one of them. In fact, Liverpool have already beaten them to one title and are competing with them with not the same level of resources. Does shine a light on a Man United, a Chelsea, even Arsenal Tottenham, they can't spend what City can do. But they can spend pretty close to what Liverpool can do. Yeah. And there is, it does shine a light on, well, why can't you compete like that? Yeah. What's the because qu- that's the question? I mean, United yeah, fans, to be fair, are asking that. Chelsea fans should be asking that with the squad we've built or the money we have had to spend. Why are we 15 points behind Liverpool? You know, no, nowhere near, nowhere near the conversation. Why, why is this? Because we can outspend Liverpool comfortably. So, why aren't we getting it right? I think that's the thing that people are. I think there's also romanticism sometimes because it's there was a talk of Liverpool might be able to get their first. Be the first side to get a quadruple. The chances of that are looking slim yeah. with the way the league's looking now, but there was a chance of it. And there is a romanticism of like, you know, when Liverpool won the title for the first time in 30 years, that's there's, there's romanticism. Like when United won their first title under Fergie, there was a romanticism around that and there was a big media push behind it because, like, mm. it'd been 20, was it 25 years United went? You know, it's a big story. Leicester winning the league, it's a big story. Everyone wanted Leicester to win the league. When they got close, because like we don't see this. Unfortunately, super rich club Man City win the league. Everyone goes, hmm. which I think That's is why City, City be doing. yeah, which I think is why City are desperate for the Champions League. Because you talk about sports washing, you talk about it, but there is a story there. League two to the Champions League. There is a romanticism around that you could talk about. Now you can go in the ins and outs of how they got there. That's different, but that would actually get people going. Oh, that's that's interesting. You know, seeing someone do something for the first time. So, you know, look, I also think it's a good yeah. deflection thing. So then they can just do the same thing of, oh, that's what you all wanted anyway, isn't it? So, yeah. It's just I mean, Dicko's in the comment there and he's talking about the um, every club that we go to, every away ground, uh, the, you heard the sign on song, Mocking Poverty, everywhere. I get that. I do. 
and I hear it. That's a societal uh, thing as well. Yeah, I do. I get that. But there's I also know Man United fans and I know Arsenal fans personally who would rather see us win an FA Cup or a League Cup or a Champions League over what a Man City will do because of how we've done it. Um, I think that no matter what Manchester City do from here on out, especially domestically, whenever they win something, it's the bare minimum requirement. It's what they're expected to do. The fact that we're able to compete is an achievement in itself and people will even mock that but they'll mock it from a position where they're 20 25 30 points away from it and it's shameful that you're looking at sides in the top eight outside of probably us and i would give spurs credit in this are mentally beaten when they take on man city before a ball mm. is kicked and they should be embarrassed by fans should be embarrassed how their club turns up to play Man City, and the fact that they're that they're accepting of being totally outclassed by Man City because of the money they spent, the manager they have before a ball is kicked. It's shameful. It's bang out of order. And if the league isn't careful, the league will turn into the one-horse race. It's going to be more difficult going forward anyway. I think if we were to do what we've done this season in two years' time when the Champions League expands... It's eight games, then, isn't it? It's a total of 71 games. 71. That will not be possible from any perspective you care to look at it. There is just going to be no way that any club are going to be able to compete for all four trophies once that Champions League is expanded. It just won't happen. This is why the five sub rules come in as well. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, but I mean, getting back to tomorrow's game. So, give us give us what you think their lineup will be, and we'll we'll talk all about right. their lineup. It's there's questions around it, but there's lots of threats around it as well. Yeah, I think that's how Mendy and goal. I think Christensen, Thiago Silva, and Rudiger is back three. Mm-hmm. Reese James, Jorginho, Kovacic, and Alonso across okay. midfield. I think they'll go with uh, Mount, Werner, and Havertz up front. And the reason why I think Kante won't start is because five sub rule aside, uh, Tuchel won't risk both. He won't risk uh, Kante and Kovacic in case he has to substitute both of them. I think he'll take a gamble on one. If he starts with Kovacic and he goes for half an hour and somebody pulls up or something happens, then I think he'll sub him with Kante to try mm-hmm. maybe get 35-40 minutes out of Kante. That gets right. him to 70 before he has to look at bringing on Loftus cheek. Hey, cheek. To be right. fair, it's been a good fall for them actually. Yeah, yes. But so, man, what's Laszlo saying there? I don't agree with that at all. Kev, shameful. 
clubs are beaten because City are better than 99% of them. If that was the case, then Crystal Palace shouldn't have been able to take anything of them, off of them. They've, they're mentally beaten because they go 1-0 down and that's it. Game over. I know you got Full stop. And they've, they, I think I saw a stat the other night that came up in the once City have gone ahead in games, they've never lost this season in the league. Something stupid like that. And it's it's embarrassing yeah, it, to the stage that they're that they can't sides can't figure out a way of staying in games longer than forty five minutes against them. I think we're the only side to take points of them when going behind. Yeah, it, it's just so bloody rare. And you're looking at a twenty league, a twenty teams, a twenty teams in the Premier League. Man City, Liverpool aside, fifteen of them over two games. That's thirty. That's thirty games where they're terrified of playing them. They throw everything that they do on a week in week out basis out the window because it's Man City, and they don't have the discipline to carry out a basic defensive organization in a game. They know they have to play us and they know they have to play City and they know they have to play Chelsea twice a season. So six games, maybe eight in a season where you're playing sides who are genuinely 100% better than you. Mm -hmm. But it's only against City that they they take the Vaseline out. And it's... It makes it imp- it makes it so difficult to even chase them. Now they might get ahead of them because mm. their record actually when they go behind isn't actually great. No, their record when they go a goal down is they don't win too many of them. They do tend to draw, and it's not like and these aren't like going behind in after you know going behind like on the 89th minute. You know, there's quite a few guys like Unis plus interest comes out. We haven't played like ourselves against Chelsea yet this season. I think we have, but I think it's only been in spells. I don't think it's been a, a consistent performance. I think when we got the two nil, we got two nil up away at Stamford Bridge. I think that's the best we played against Chelsea, and I felt there was a spell in the second half, uh, probably in the lead up to the Matip goal, where we were fairly dominant. We probably just haven't quite kicked on. But I was saying while you um, sort your last out, Kev, um, we've never had Thiago play against Chelsea this season. No, yeah, three games. So as much as how would you go with your starting eleven then for Liverpool? Yeah. So basically, because in the team you've said. I'd definitely go Allison, Robertson, Van Dijk, Trent. I had the sneaky feeling for Matip because it's Havertz. I think if it was Lukaku, then maybe I think I'd have, I'd have gone Kanate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Midfield-wise, definitely Henson, definitely Thiago, and it is Cater. The only concern with that midfield is how many of them are going to be able to do more than 90 or even do a 90. Henson doesn't do 90s very often. Tiago has done more 90s recently, but it's not as often. You know, Cater, we've had moments with him, so that's where the Fabinho loss is a bit of a blow. Yeah. Up front, I think Salah starts because it's a cup final. I think Manning starts through the middle. Logic would say Diaz, because of a five sub rule, it wouldn't surprise me if Jota started wide left and we used Diaz as an impact sub for the last 30. Whereas I think 
we'll be playing Madrid, I think it will be Salah, Mane, Diaz, and we're going to try and blitz Madrid in the first half and try and take advantage of the midfield we think they'll play, uh, rather than you know, try, rather than build into it. Yeah, because you because we've seen you know games this year so have been one one, two two, nil nil, very tight games. Um, I don't know, Diaz tiring legs, second half could actually be the difference maker. But again, it's good. I also want to I also want to see him start every game because whenever he starts, he looks brilliant. But he, he did look a little bit leggy uh, against Villa. Wasn't the only one, but he did look no. a little bit leggy. He did a lot of back to back games. And Dick was saying, Arigo win, Arigi winner incoming. I, anyway, I, any winner for us will be, will be great. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Origi comes off the bench and has an impact. Um, hmm. I, I genuinely wouldn't. I think the, I think this game is going to be decided by the bench from both sides. Uh, I think the, someone was saying there uh, in the chat, the mid, our midfield picks itself. It does right now. It does at the moment. But you were spot on in what you said about that midfield three won't play ninety minutes. So or, or twenty, and that's the Mil- concern. Yeah, and that's one twenty. Yeah, Milner. Uh, I, mean, Jones. I mean, Milner came on. Milner and Elliot came on about the seventy mark in the League Cup finals, and then did another half. So you know, they did a pretty, pretty decent amount there yeah. as well. So Milner and Jones what... are going to be the two changes that he will go to because they said they've got minutes in the legs. Yeah, I don't see Elliot or I don't see Elliot. I'd be surprised if Elliot gets minutes. I don't. I'm not even sure Chamberlain will make the squad. No. If I'm honest, I think I'd rather have Tacky in the squad at the moment than. Chamber. I mean, attack has been nowhere near the squad. Firmino be now. Firmino being in the squad is going to be handy. Yeah, I think uh, Bobby does have does play a role because the ideal is go if we're leading. This is why I think Diaz. This, this, this is why the option of Diaz maybe off the bench is an option. Is imagine you're two one up and then you bring in on Diaz and Firmino. Diaz for the well, Chelsea are going to go for it. There's your option over the top, pure pace and his directness. And yeah. Bobby, just because he, he's really—we all know what he's really good at: linking play, becoming a fourth midfielder at times, mm-hmm. and his hold-up play is really, really good. And before his injury, actually, his goal-scoring record's not been he bad this year. He was in good year. form, wasn't he? He was in yeah. good form. Unfortunately, this year he's been picking up more and more muscle injuries, and it's a bit annoying. Annoying because he seems to be when he gets ahead of, it's like he just starts to get into that rhythm. You think, yeah. "Oh, Bobby's back," and then gone again. So, how do you? Go on, give us your scores and your your score, your prediction. All oh, right, I've got two in my head. So, my head says 2 1 Liverpool, but possibly an extra time, in which case it would be Salah and Diaz. My heart's saying we win it in 93 1, but the third goal comes like in the 89th, 90th minute, and I think it might be a Diaz winner. Uh, sorry, third goal, and I think Salah gets the other two. I'm going to go for a hopeful three-one, but all logic dictates it, it will it will be a lot tighter than that. Yeah, look, I think there's only going to be the odd goal in it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a one-nil. Uh, as was. Yeah, I think we will win it, but I think it could be one-nil, maybe two-nil. I fancy us to keep a clean sheet. I think Thiago is vital. Um, his ability to control the ball in midfield will be key. At the same time, Mason Mount for them is such a good player. 
Uh, he's another one who's hitting form at the right time. But I I honestly think we can keep a clean sheet. Uh, I'll go with 2 now. I'll go with uh, Sadio and Diaz with the goals. Hmm. Um, I'm just saying so both. Be... At, some point, at some point, he's got to score. Hopefully. Yeah, I think it'll be Diaz late on. Um, oh, Jonathan, I'm, ho- do I'm hoping double... I'm doing a bit of double jeopardy and Mo comes in with a hat-trick. And... I'll be honest, I'm not sure my heart would take that. That would be interesting, Jonathan. Yeah, that'd be some yeah. cracker. Listen, I'll take it. I'm not sure I yeah, like it because the nice. heart love gone by them. Look, I I'm hate games against Chelsea. Clock. They're always hard. They're always yeah, hard games. They are, yeah. They're always intense games. Question though: and... Do you think this game is harder than the Real Madrid game? I think tactically, this is a harder game. I think Real Madrid possibly have more stars and more. They've got the momentum of how they are, but this to me feels tactically a much trickier game than the Real Madrid one. Now, listen, I can be that makes look really stupid. Make me look really stupid. It won't be the first time. It's it's different because they know us inside out. We know them inside out. Um, we know what we're going to expect from Chelsea, and Chelsea know what we're going to bring as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no surprises in either side, apart from maybe Diaz. But it's not a surprise though, is it? He did he did them in the league in the league yeah. cup final, and they saw so, what he can do. There's nothing new in it. Um, which is why this is why I'm thinking maybe a Jota starts or maybe there is a surprise in midfield that we don't expect because we say we're not sure all three could do ninety. Is it Henson, Thiago, and Jones or Milner and Cater is the impact sub because you don't think all three because the five he something, might go he might go with a four two three one could do Henson and Thiago as a two and then and play play four the four boys with. Origi and Bobby as your uh, imp- your sub options, or even start Bobby and bring Jotter off. That's that's what I'm thinking because because they know each other so well. You've got to do again. That's why that's why I'm talking about the Lukaku start thing because maybe that's two calls. Looks right. I mean, interesting your side. You didn't have Aspilicueta, but he seems to play every game. Aspilicueta. Mm, yeah, I I don't know if he's right. I I don't think he's because I, I think, think if he's. I think if he's fit, he might start over Christensen, who seems to have gone off the radar with Chelsea fans. They don't seem to like him as much. No, I know, but I think it's it's, it's going to be his last game. You know, it's going to be his last major outing. Same with Rudiger, and they're mm. going to want to go out with a bang as well. It's it's one of those. It's a pick'em. Genuinely, I could definitely see why Chelsea fans are confident going into this, but I think that. I think we have enough to get over the line, but I honestly think we're running on um, fumes at the minute. Uh, to be fair, I think most teams are this time of the year. Yeah, we are, but we're more than most because we've literally played every single bloody game there is to play, yeah. and it's going but, to take a toll. Yeah. So I, th- just, I think we'll win, but it's, it's. I'm looking forward to seeing Klopp walking the sides out. You know, walking yeah. the, walking the boys out in his suit if he wears a suit. But this is a new experience for him. He did for the League Cup final, the one against City. He did. I'm not sure if he'll do it again. So it'll be um, it'll be a fascinating game. I'm glad it's not at three o'clock because it's going to be a hot day. Yeah, and I'm not sure I, that's it why. Was, it was not... actually no, but it was interesting. I saw a tweet from Gary Lineker, and he put out that it was probably the best thing that. You're going to have the game kicking off at six o'clock. It's going to be a bit cooler. You'll probably get a, a better game 
mm. than you would have done if it was at three o'clock in the afternoon and it was, you know, 22, 23 degrees with pitch temperature yeah. hitting 30 with humidity. Yeah. It's also going to have that feel of a, you know, the Champions League semi final feel at Anfield where mm. they start in day and end in night, that, which are always yeah, yeah. great experience, great atmosphere. So, again, that for a cup final could be nice. There's um, a few lads that we know that are going down as well. That are, uh, I think Jay Gore's one. He's going, he was going to bed early to get the five o'clock coach down. Courtney yeah. Neary is another one who's going down. She said she can't wait to get down there. Very jealous. It's, um, yeah, it's uh, 4, 4, 4.45 kickoff, which is weird. It is, but I assume that is for television it's for rights. TV rights. It's, it's for TV, TV rights, rights in other countries. Yeah. Which, look, it is. I agree with you that the later kickoff time could be a, uh, could help, which is a good yeah, thing. It won't, it won't hurt. So before we go, uh, in terms of housekeeping, so tomorrow, I think there will be a post-match full-time Reds. I'm assuming there will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if anyone, if any of us are sober enough to talk about it, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. It might hope- well, what's your cup final routine on a day? Because I got mine. What's your What's yours? I don't have one. Do you know, I don't really do have, have one? one. No, not really. I just sort oh, of man. toss about. Um, I mean, I'll be at home. I'll be watching this one at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, at home. Uh, same as me. I'll be at home. Well, but I always, we always go out for breakfast and um, and morning. Yeah, no. We'll go, I'm, for, I'm, go out for I'm breakfast I'm, and then have a pint or two and then I'll yeah. go home to watch it. Yeah, so no, I'm, uh, I might be dad. So, probably, I think we're going to watch the game. Order an Indian ready for full time. Uh, I think we do, we do, and then my daughter and my wife will come watch it as well. So we'll just sit together and watch it. I don't yeah. really have a routine. I do, do. I think I do a different for every cup final, to be honest. So <laughs> I don't really have a set routine. Uh, it's probably a good it's thing. Been a while though. since we were in a. Well, it's a long time since we've won, but since we. Yeah. We've well, the last FA Cup final I don't want to talk about because that was on my birthday and we didn't win and it was really depressing. Uh, interesting stat. That was the 2012 one with Chelsea Beatles, which is really annoying. The two one. And then yeah. he went on to win the Champions League. So I wonder, will we do what Chelsea did in 2012? Will we beat Chelsea this time in the FA Cup and then go on and win the Champions League? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That would be decent. That would cool. be decent. And then on Sunday, uh, there's uh, Fat Back Four with the guys. I'm assuming Kev, you'll probably be on that. Probably More still drunk. Likely. Hopefully, you'll probably still be drunk from uh, an FA Cup win. Uh, and keep your eyes peeled in the morning. I know I promised, promised it earlier in the week, but it, we should be getting out on Sunday the final women's show of the season, which is uh, me, Neil Atkinson, and Philip Small from the Alfield Rap, uh, having a just chat about what it's like to be promoted, look at the WSL for next season. So, exciting times. And then we'll have a little break from the women women's show until the new season starts. And, you know, give, give feedback. It, it, it does help. It gives me an idea of where to take the show next year. And then we're back in the routine, Kev, because Tuesday we've got so as Klopp says, you don't uh, we can't we celebrate. Yeah, okay. even, even if we win it, we can't celebrate because we've got Southampton can't on Tuesday. Yeah. And then you've got Wolves on Sunday, which I'm going. And then you've got the Champions League final the week after. That's just grand, isn't it? Isn't it? So, so we it can is all mental. Have a, all have a lie down. So Exactly. The only thing I was going to add is um, the charity that we're linked with is Felicon. Um we know we keep going on with it. We'll never apologise for going on about Felicon. Uh, the link is in the description. It's also on the pinned tweet for uh, the LFC Day Trippers Twitter account. If you go into that, you'll find out everything you need to know. If you can share it in your WhatsApp group, share it around. Donate if you can. But it's important to keep keep it in 
people's minds that with everything else going on in the world at the moment, that there are other charities that also need help and that also provide a vital service. And Felicon is definitely one of those. So any help that you guys can throw towards it would be most appreciated. And that's about it from there. Cool. So take care of yourselves. Enjoy your cup final routine if you, if you have one. Enjoy the cup final. Fingers crossed we're looking at Liverpool getting getting their second trophy this season. Fingers crossed. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.